0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: If your agency is a tenant on an Air Force base and the Air Force needs that space, you've pretty much got to pick up and move. That was the case for the Customs and Border Protection National Air Security Operations Center. It didn't move far, but it did open up a brand new center, cutting the ribbon just a month ago. Here with the details, the National Air Security Operations Center Director, W. Hunter Robinson. Mr. Robinson, good to have you on.
0: Hey Tom, thanks so much for having me.
1: So tell us what happened. You kind of had the rug pulled by the Air Force, but you're still on the Air Force base. Tell us about this move.
0: Correct. Uh absolutely. So we uh the United States Air Force informed us that they were going to be doing some organizational changes on the on the base, and uh, it, it really aligned pretty quickly with our uh, the terms of our lease coming to an end. So we had to scramble a bit, and fortunately, the Air Force was able to uh, find us another facility just, just down the street from uh, where we currently were.
1: And we should point out, this is at the Grand Forks Air Force Base in North Dakota, so you're not exactly on the Mexican or the Canadian border, precisely.
0: Correct. Yeah, our operational footprint up here covers uh, a little over 800 miles of uh, border up on the northern um, U.S. border, and we also cover an eight-state region here with law enforcement aviation assets.
1: And you did get some help with this financially from Congress.
0: We certainly did. Uh, So, Senator John Hoeven here in North Dakota is a big supporter of Customs and Border Protection uh, and the Air and Marine Operations, and he was uh, instrumental in getting us the funding for that, uh, that project rapidly.
1: And by the way, are you one of the NASOCs, one of the uh, operations centers, National Air Security Operations Centers of CBP, or does CBP have others?
0: We have several others. So uh, under National Air Security Operations, we have uh, P-3 Aircraft, which does our extended border operations. They operate out of Jacksonville, Florida, and Corpus Christi, Texas. And then uh, we are one of the Unmanned Aircraft System Sites, or UAS, And we have UAS centers in Grand Forks, North Dakota, Sierra Vista, Arizona, and San Angelo, Texas.
1: Got it. Okay. And in moving across the base or down the street, as you put it, did you build a new building or refurbish something that was already there?
0: We refurbished an existing facility here. So it was an old squadron building that had been um, vacant for a number of years, and so uh, our initial move was was uh, a quick one so we had to do phase 1 of our renovation project pretty quickly and that just you know to get the lights lights on office furniture uh make sure the doors lock and some of that basic infrastructure, um, but then some also uh, some of the complicated aspects of this is this is our control center for our UAS operations. So that requires um, some satellite link, some fiber optic cable, and some more technical infrastructure um, outside of just you know standard doors on, you know keys on key locks on doors, and uh, and being able to turn the lights on.
1: Were you able to spruce it up a little bit so it's a decent kind of comfortable place for the people that work there?
0: Yes, absolutely. So we're, we're also the National UAS Training Center for uh, Air and Marine Operations within CBP. So uh, we definitely look to uh, keep our students comfortable as well as the staff here. And um, we were able to do that with this funding, and we got it right the first time, I think.
1: And how's the heating and air conditioning? I understand it gets pretty cold up there in Grand Forks, North Dakota.
0: It does. It does. Absolutely. So uh, so fortunately, the heating is um, is working just fine. Uh, and the Air Force was extremely gracious to uh, help us with some of those efforts. Um, because, you know, even, even with a price tag of $8 million, uh, you're not going to be able to get absolutely everything renovated. So the heating and air conditioning system in this building alone, uh, to completely redo it is about $2 million. So we were able to cut that number um, into about a 15% number to just get the the existing system uh, upgraded and uh, functional.
1: All right. So you have to keep the coal bin charged up, though, anyway, huh? That's right. <laughs> We're speaking with W. Hunter Robinson. He's director of the National Air Security Operations Center of CBP at Grand Forks, North Dakota. Tell us more about the operations center itself. You operate, you say, the unmanned aerial vehicles, the drones. You operate some of the big ones there. Tell us about those and how many you've got.
0: We do, absolutely. So our uh our unmanned aircraft system is the MQ9 or Predator um that you may uh see in it's the exact same copy as they use in the US military. And we use that for uh law enforcement aviation presence. So um uh, as I mentioned before, we're responsible for a little over 800 miles of uh, border up here in the northern United States, and we also cover an eight-state region. So, um, outside of our our primary border security mission up here, we also support our state, local, and federal law enforcement partners um, with operations such as uh, surveillance for warrants, for uh, humanitarian efforts. Um, and for officer assistance throughout the region. So one of the neat capabilities about um, the the UAS uh, being a large-scale UAS is um, our MQ-9s operate in the national airspace, and they do so in Class A airspace above 20,000 feet. So we are actually able to work with the FAA and operate throughout this area of responsibility, just like any other airplane. So we're able to leverage some of our capabilities and extended flight time, which is one of the neat aspects about um, unmanned uh aircraft, is you know we can fly upwards of fifteen to twenty hours without having to land and refuel and clearly, there's a, a uh you know, risk mitigation associated there uh with not having any personnel inside the aircraft. We can leave the aircraft up there for extended amounts of time and not worry about fatigue or, uh, you know, someone having to, um, uh, you know, any type of personnel issues whatsoever. We're able to control those aircraft safely from Grand Forks here inside one of our ground control stations. We're able to swap out crews as needed, and, um, and it's a really neat uh, capability that we leverage throughout this area.
1: Now, it's accurate to say that your reapers are equipped only with surveillance and communications gear, but not some of the firepower that might be found on the military ones?
0: Correct. Absolutely. So just like any other, um, you know, uh, federal law enforcement agency, you know, we're bounded by by the Constitution and the laws associated with that. And um, so so we leverage those capabilities the same as we would leverage any type of uh law enforcement camera system. So if you think about it in terms of a flying camera as a flying camera, so whether it's on a helicopter, um, it's on a, you know, a small Cessna, something like that, this is just an enhanced capability which offers some um, safety opportunities, but also that long-range capability that really um, lends itself to law enforcement operations in a unique way.
1: And the pilots then are sitting in the renovated building. My question is, do they does the same pilot cover the same shift that the air, that the uh, vehicle is airborne because they are up there for extended periods
0: absolutely so we swap them out one of the neat things about this aircraft is just like uh any other you know i i guess i would say 21st century uh modernized aircraft we have um You know some automated functions so being able to switch a pilot out of the seat and give them a break um, by another crew member is uh is absolutely something that we take advantage of and um, as you can imagine you know there are some some significant differences between flying an unmanned aircraft um, and flying a manned aircraft so we uh make sure that we we do keep those those crew times uh pretty pretty dialed in to um, ensure that we're not, you know, forcing any fatigue or anything like that of being inside a, a closed room where a pilot can't feel an aircraft, how it manipulates, how it maneuvers, and, um, ensure that they have uh, any type of rest and uh, safety and risk mitigation that they need.
1: But besides looking at whatever surveillance video is, the pilots also monitor the systems on the plane because there's still an engine and hydraulics and all those other things that have to happen in the navigation parts of it.
0: Absolutely. In fact, the way the way that it's set up in the ground control station, we have um, two seats, one for the pilot. So he's monitoring all those systems. Um, he's coordinating with the FAA and doing everything that a pilot needs to do for piloting an aircraft in the National um, Airspace. And uh, in our right seat is our sensor operator. So he is the mission commander. So he is in charge of uh, surveillance, uh, knowing where they're navigating, um, looking at targets, uh, making sure that he prioritizes what targets um, that the, the mission is set up for.
1: And for the CBP people doing this work, do they mostly come from the armed services, the Air Force, or do you train your own?
0: So we definitely train our own. Uh, We do have kind of a mixed uh, group of individuals that come in as federal agents with CBP Air and Marine Operations. So our aviators, uh, to join the agency as a pilot, you need to have all of the, the flight certifications, licensing and flight hours. Um, required to join as a pilot. Uh, We do have a large number of those folks that come out of the military looking to continue their service, but to do it in more of a homeland security type of environment. And uh, we definitely reap the benefits of having those folks. Once they get to us, then we do provide uh, specific training to the airframe that they're assigned to. So here locally, we also have um, an airplane and a helicopter Um, to complement our unmanned aviation footprint. So all of those different assets, our pilots and our sensor operators uh, get a significant amount of training in that platform and that particular mission set.
1: W. Hunter Robinson is director of the Customs and Border Protection National Air Security Operations Center in Grand Forks, North Dakota, now in new headquarters. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Thank you, Tom. I really appreciate the time.
1: We'll post this interview and a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
0: Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash bestmusic to get Live One Plus now.
1: Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure.